This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 115. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 115. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm so happy to be here with you today. As you know, this is like my solace in the crazy. This is my solace in feeling like I can't keep up with my own life, but I get to like kind of push pause on things to come hang out with you. So I'm always so delighted to be here. And I have the dog sleeping behind me and she snores. So there's this like rhythmic snoring going on. You might actually hear it, but it lulls me when I'm working and it makes me feel tired. So when I turn on the mic, I'm like, okay, let's go game time. And immediately I perk up. So this is very helpful for me. So I want to start today by addressing our Shameless Mommy Mastermind. So I'm putting together the wait list. I'm getting lots of emails. I'm getting emails like every day. This is so exciting. Emails from moms who want to connect with other moms, who want to connect with me, be part of a community of just women who want to make things happen. And so what's happening is anyone who's interested in working with me beyond listening to the podcast and having a little bit more of a personal connection to set goals together and meet goals together and have some accountability, I'm asking people to email me at info at shamelessmom.com to get on my shameless mommy mastermind list. So I am working out the details. When this episode goes live on Monday, I will actually be sitting down on Monday, probably or Tuesday and really fine tuning some information. So you should be hearing from me sometime this week if you've already emailed me, but I've been collecting emails and I've been trying to respond to every email as I get them just to confirm like, Hey, got your name, putting you on the list, would love to work with you. So thank you to everyone who's already emailed in. I love, I've already heard a lot of stories of like what you want to work on and why you want to work together and what you think would be the benefits of getting to know some of the other shameless moms and working together in a little bit of a community setting. So I'm loving getting that feedback and hearing your goals and hearing what you're up to. So it's really, really fun. So again, if you want to be part of that interest list, right now it's just an interest list. If you're interested at all and just in getting more information, shoot me an email to info at shamelessmom.com and I will make sure that you get all the info as it's released. What I'm loving is the emails I'm getting aren't just like, yeah, hey, I'm interested. They're like, oh my gosh, sign me up right now. I'm in like super, super enthusiastic, which makes me so excited. Oh my gosh. This is like the stuff that just totally fuels me. So I'm really, really excited to get some stuff put together and get a really great solid plan for us to be able to work together. So stay tuned for information on that because it's going to be really, really fun. Okay. So I have to tell you two things that happened recently. They're in line with each other in very different ways to totally different situations. And it kind of then segues nicely into our episode today on how to make a damn decision. 
So if anyone else struggles with decision making, today is for you. And I am right there with you because I really struggle with decision making. In fact, for over a month now, I've had this email that I needed to reply to, but replying to the email required me to make about 30 decisions because I'm in the middle of redoing my website for the gym. And so I had this whole list of feedback I had to go through to give the copywriter feedback on what she had written. And it was literally like a list of like 30 things that I needed to reply to. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's 30 decisions. I cannot do this. I was completely paralyzed by the whole thing. And so I finally had to say like, we need to schedule an appointment for you to like make me do this because I'm not able to make myself do it. It was so hard for me. This is why we all need accountability partners, friends. So we set an appointment and we did it today. And I'm like, woo, wipe the sweat from my brow. I made it. I made 30 decisions and I feel good about them. But decision making is really hard for me. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So one of the things that happened, one of the two little stories I'm going to tell you, So last weekend, my husband and I went out for date night. We went to this great restaurant called Brimmer and Heel Tap here in Seattle. If you are from the Seattle area, you have to go there. And when you go, you have to get the toast. So one of the appetizers they have is just called toast. And it is like the biggest, fattest, fluffiest piece of bread with, I don't know, maybe a pound of butter on it and salt and pepper on top. And it is just to die for. So we get that every time we go. And then we also got steak tartare. So here's where the story comes in. Steak tartare, if you don't know, is basically like finely chopped raw steak. And then it's like put into a little scoop on your plate and you like dip crackers in it or we dipped the bread, the big ass toast in it. So steak tartare is raw steak. And for like 15 years of my life, actually closer to 20 years, I didn't have any red meat, but I was a strict vegetarian for about 15 years. So if you would have told me like 12 years ago that I'd be like dying over the steak tartare, I would have never believed you because I was really wrapped up in being a vegetarian, mostly because I couldn't make decisions about food. I was like, I had a lot of issues around food. Some might say I still do. I'm way better than I used to be, but I was very, very consumed with food for a long period of my life. Not nearly that way anymore, but I was very, very consumed with food and the decision fatigue around food was so exhausting to me that I basically lived on bean and cheese burritos. And so there was different variations of that. Like there was a long time that I just lived on bean burritos because cheese had fat in it. And for like, seriously, for like four years, I tried to eat under like 10 grams of fat a day or something ridiculous because in the nineties we didn't eat fat as you may all recall. So I had like these fat quotas that I was very careful about, but I had a hard time making decisions around food. So I just ate the same thing every day and just stayed a vegetarian for a really, really long time. It didn't really serve me after a while. It served me initially. I had some good health gains from it, but then after a while it didn't serve me anymore. And it would have served me a lot better to switch out of that because of all the athletic stuff I was doing. I was doing distance running. I was competing in triathlons. Some protein would have actually been good for me, some like higher protein meat items, but I didn't know what to do and I couldn't make decisions around it. So I just stuck with it. So then fast forward, I meet my husband. He starts taking me to fancy restaurants. I've never been to fancy restaurants in my life because seriously, like growing up, I would put on my fanciest clothes to go to Denny's. I don't know if any of you else have grown up going to Denny's, but Denny's was like, we would go like once a month and I would seriously put on my Sunday best to go to Denny's and get a grilled cheese. So that was as adventurous as my food consumption got growing up. I remember going to friends' houses and being terrified of like, what if they have like chicken and it's on the bone and I have to cut it off? Like I didn't know how to cut my meat because we didn't eat fancy things like chicken breast on the bone at my house. So I was a very simple eater. So my husband is much more adventurous with food and he would take me to fancy restaurants when we were dating. And I just kind of like swallowed my pride and was like, I guess I'm just going to eat this stuff. I didn't actually eat any meat when we met. I just ate fish, which he was totally respectful of. But over time I was like, well, I'll try this and I'll try that. And then I just got more and more adventurous and got more into trying different things with meat that other people prepared and found that I really, really loved Love them and that actually like meat served my body really well. And so that's changed a lot. And now I'm way more adventurous with food. I will try pretty much anything. And I love almost everything that I try with the exception of mustard and pickles. I cannot stand mustard and pickles, but I love pretty much anything else. So I found myself on date night eating the steak tartare. It was gorgeous and so delicious. I put a picture up on Instagram. If you want to go check it out over at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram. And the steak tartare is on this bed of finely shaved egg yolk. Like when you read that on a menu, you're like, what? Like I'm going to eat a bunch of raw meat on top of some shaved egg yolk. Like what does that even mean? And then you get it and you're like, oh, it means amazing is what it means. So Big lesson to just be okay with trying new things, stepping out of your comfort zone. This is what leads to breakthroughs like and leads to 
a sense of adventure and a sense of being open to new things and making more empowering decisions for your life. So along those lines, yesterday, Vinny started swimming lessons with a friend, a brand new friend who he met yesterday. So one of my clients emailed me about putting our kids in swimming lessons together because we knew we were taking swimming lessons at the same pool. We both have midday flexibility. Our kids are about the same age and have been in taking private lessons at this pool for a while. So she's like, hey, what do you think about the idea of sharing lesson times? And I was like, oh, that could be great. So we started yesterday and it was awesome. The great thing about it is that the little girl that we're doing swim class with She's a little bit more advanced than Vinny. And so he is actually having to push himself a little bit, which I thought I was like, this might not go well. But it actually, he just started doing things in class that he'd never done before. Like all of a sudden he like, swam across the whole pool without the teacher at his side. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's never done that before. He did a bunch of different things yesterday that he's never done before. And it was because he saw someone else doing it and it held him to a new standard and it made him try. And it made him try without questioning it because someone else was just doing it. And it was like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing, which was very much like my situation with food with my husband, where I was like, our first date we went on was sushi, which up to that point, I'd only had veggie rolls at sushi. When I showed up for that date, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. I guess I'm eating some raw fish. (laughs) So I just did it. And it was great. We had the best time eating a lot of sushi on our first date. And I remember like trying to politely like keep the food in my mouth because these sushi bites were huge. And I was also trying to be like, you know, chatty and the two did not. And I could not use chopsticks at all. So I was trying to like shield myself from embarrassment in multiple ways, but it was so fun. So fun. And so the lesson in all of that is that sometimes the people that you surround yourself with push you to try new things and push you to like get out of analysis paralysis. Sometimes when you're on your own, you get stuck and like, well, I'm just going to do this because it's what I know and what's comfortable and to make a different decision would be really hard or really complicated or really messy. I would encourage you to put yourself around people who do things on a different level than you so that you take some leaps. I've been doing this a lot lately. I've been doing this since I got back from the Philippines. I've been staying in close contact with people I was in the Philippines with, watching what they're doing, seeing how they're taking action building upon those relationships so that I can take big leaps in life. I'm not a leap taker, you guys, at all. I much prefer my comfort zone. But when I surround myself with leap takers, then I'm like, oh, game on. Like they're going to leap. I'm going to leap. I'm not going to be sitting here on the dock by myself. So I constantly have to find people to really push myself to emulate so that I will take these chances. So also those of you interested in the Shameless Mommy Mastermind, this would be a great opportunity for people who are looking to take these leaps and just want some accountability and maybe even a little handholding and having people around them being like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? And then you're like, oh, you tried something new. I'm totally going to try something new. So there's a huge, huge benefit in power and numbers and having that support around you. So what I want to talk today about, about how to make a damn decision falls in line with this because we often get caught up in decision-making and it holds us back in so many ways. So here's the thing. Indecision is crippling. And many of us we wrap our identity around indecision or either being like a good decision maker or a fast decision maker or not. So like if someone's told you all your life, like, oh yeah, Sarah, she's pretty indecisive. Like you're going to identify that way and you're going to be slower to make decisions because that's the identity that other people have created. Maybe you've created it for yourself or other people have created it for you and you've let yourself be stuck in that. I know that one of my college roommates who we would give her a hard time because every time she went to make a decision, she'd be like, okay, let me like make out my list of pros and cons and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's going to take her so long. Well, when people label you that way, you become that way. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So if you have been notoriously labeled indecisive, there is hope for you. You can break the mold. It's okay. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. If you've been labeled decisive, That's great, but still listen, because I bet there's some ways that you are indecisive in certain areas of your life. So like there's certain things I can be super decisive about, but there's other things I get super caught up in. So like when it comes to grocery shopping, like super decisive. When it comes to making a purchase on Amazon, oh my gosh. I'll talk more about that in a minute. So, okay, here's why indecision is bad for you. It's really disempowering, especially if you identify as being indecisive. It's disempowering because you take the power away from yourself by identifying as being indecisive or saying like, oh, well, I'm really bad at making decisions or I don't know, I can't figure it out. Like it's super disempowering. It take that power away from yourself and you let it kind of sit somewhere next to you, but it's never actually in your lap. Does that make sense? So you let that power kind of like sit off to the side. It's always this peripheral thing that like you can't quite get to. 
because you're wrapped up in this indecisiveness that you have become accustomed to. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The other thing about the indecision being bad for you is that indecision allows you to stay stuck and not move forward. It allows you to not make progress in areas of your life. So you stay in this one place because you can't make a decision or because a decision is too hard or too big or too scary. And so you stay in this one place and you are stuck. So if you're feeling stuck right now, think about maybe if there's some decisions you could make that you're being avoidant of because maybe they're big or maybe they're scary, or maybe you don't know like if path A or path B would be better. So you're just sitting in this stuck place, not moving forward at all. Think about action and momentum. Like action is action. Movement is forward. So take a step. You can always pivot. You can always step back, but just taking a step is huge in building momentum. So if you know that you're being stuck and you're letting yourself stay stuck, really call yourself out on that and step away from embracing your indecisiveness. The other reason indecision is bad for you is because it invites in fear. Indecision invites in fear because you have fear that you will make the wrong decision. I have for sure been guilty of this. I've been guilty of this in the last 48 hours. Indecision invites in fear. So when you get stuck, unable to pick between two things or unable to move forward, it's because that fear has crept in because you haven't acted fast enough in a lot of cases to just kind of bypass the fear. It's easy when you aren't making decisions, it's easy to just be like, well, I'm not sure if I should do A or B. So you just obsess over A and B. And the more you obsess about it, the harder the decision gets and the bigger the whole situation becomes. And then you become all the more stuck because now fear is in it. And there's like fear and hesitation and doubt and all this self-talk and you get wrapped up in like things in the past. And there's all this stuff and all this junk gets in there. Whereas people who act fast there's the thing called the speed of implementation. When you implement quickly, 
there is momentum behind you and things grow. Things grow at an alarming rate. I will tell you this. I've done a lot of stuff in the last week and a half since I've been back from the Philippines because I had this huge to-do list. And so I was like, I'm just going to start acting. And I will tell you, the more things I do, the more things and opportunities that keep like coming up around the corner where I'm like, whoa, like I wasn't ready for that yet. But it's because of the speed of implementation. When I'm making decisions left and right, like everything is moving forward, which is great. It's a little overwhelming. It's great though. So there's a speed of implementation that like things just start happening. I'm snapping my fingers here. So things just start happening and that sometimes can propel you out of indecisiveness because all of a sudden you're not stuck anymore. So now you might have a whole new host of new things to make decisions about, but at least you're moving, right? So think about being in movement and in motion because when you're not in motion, oftentimes when you sit in emotion, it's often hard to be in motion. So when you feel stuck in emotion because of fear or doubt or anything like that, where you feel like maybe voices of the past creeping up on you, oftentimes you're letting emotion get in the way of motion. So the last reason, the fourth reason that indecision is bad for you is it creates distrust in yourself. So if you let yourself wait too long on a decision, if you decide to, you know, go between options A, B, and C for too long, you don't trust yourself. And if you are notoriously someone who is always trying to decide between these different options, you will really create an identity for yourself where you don't trust your own decisions. And I've been there. These kinds of things can be really hard for me. And I learned like we were doing our basement remodel and I thought it would be so fun to go to the fixture store and like pick out bathroom sink fixtures and shower fixtures and all this stuff. And we got there and I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't fun because there's so many decisions and it was actually stressful. And we were given like two websites and two stores to go check out. And I found myself not trusting myself because there were so many decisions. I didn't know what to do. I'd never done this before. And I finally kind of got to this point with my husband where I was like, you just choose. Like, I don't really care that much. And I don't trust myself to make a decision because there's like a million things to choose from. And we had a kind of a longer timeline. When it ended up coming down to it, it's like we had originally gone, we had this long timeline. Like we were in the very beginning of the project. Our designers said, go look at a few things. And that's where I like got all panicky. Then when it came down to it and it was like, okay, so now we're a week out and we need to know, like, what are you actually going with? Then we were just like, oh, okay, we're going with that one. <laughs> when there was a timeline, all of a sudden it was just like, whatever, like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a sink, who cares? And this is what we're going with, or it's a shower head, you know? But when we had this big timeline and like a million options, it was panicky. When it came down to like, you have a week, we were like, okay, so we have a week. So we're going to the place closest to our house because we actually want to see things in person. We don't want to do it online. And then that narrowed it down from like a million things to like, you know, 30 things. And then we were like, okay, and we have a babysitter for an hour. So then it was like all these little details made it like, oh, okay. And so now the decision's done. So those are kind of the steps as well that I'm going to get into later for like narrowing down a decision and being very solution oriented in your indecisiveness. Okay. So the problems of being an indecision maker or being indecisive, you become a waffler where you go back and forth and back and forth. And this is what creates doubt and distrust in yourself because you consider all the options and all the pros and cons of every option. And I'm not saying that there's not a time and a place for weighing the pros and the cons because there definitely is. When we were talking about doing IVF, oh my gosh, like we weighed so many pros and cons and all through our fertility stuff over the last six years, it's been constant big decisions where like we couldn't afford to just be like, oh, okay, like we're going to make a decision in an hour and just see what happens. Like it was a lot of big decisions. It was very exhausting and emotionally draining because these decisions had a physical impact on our bodies. They had a financial impact on our family. They had an emotional impact just on all the things that we were going through and the different choices we had for like, how do we want to go about this? I had no idea when we went into IVF, how many emotional decisions you have to make because you have to talk about things like if you have extra embryos left at the end of this, what do you do with them? In your will, who would you give the embryos to? Would you have them damaged? Would you give them to research? Would you like donate them to another family? Like huge, huge decisions with big implications. So I'm not saying that waffling between option A, B, and C is not extremely valuable and necessary sometimes, but we also can get into overthinking things. And so there's a time and a place to be like, okay, like I'm drawing a line. We've had the conversations and here's how we're going to come to a consensus. And here's how we're going to move forward with this, even if it's a really big thing. So don't think that I'm minimizing the power of some of the decisions in your life, because I get that sometimes decisions are really big. The other thing, the other problem with being indecisive is analysis paralysis. Okay, so let's talk about Amazon for a minute. 
Amazon Prime, I don't know when it started. I know that I did not use Amazon Prime until shortly after Vinny was born. And then I used it like every single day for the rest of my life. And so one of my girlfriends, actually, when our babies were born just a few days apart, and I think I've shared the story before, but when our babies were super, super little, I mean, they were probably like a week or two old. And she was like, oh, I'm having this thing like Amazon Prime to my house. And I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> She's like, oh, like you pay like, I think it was $80 at the time. Like you pay $80 for the year. And then you get free shipping and things come in two days. And I was like, what? How did I not know about this? And I need it right now. And then I literally just got things off of Amazon. Because I didn't leave my house for four months after Vinny was born. Because he screamed constantly. He was constantly starving because I was producing no milk. I had mastitis three times and couldn't put on a bra. So like I was like basically bedridden because I was nursing or pumping constantly and constantly also had infections and clogs and like all this stuff. And my child was always screaming, like, why would we ever leave the house? So Amazon Prime to the rescue. So I'm getting everything off of Amazon, which is fantastic, except everything on Amazon comes with like 30 to 3,033 reviews. And so I would go to look at something and be like, oh, now that I'm pumping, Vince could give him the baby a bottle every now and then. What kind of bottles should we get? Oh my gosh. So I just go into Amazon. Like, I'm just going to do a little search here for like baby bottles. Do you know how long I would spend in Amazon looking at baby bottles and reading reviews? Oh, hours, hours. Like Vinny would be nursing and I'm looking at reviews on baby bottles and then I'm pumping and looking at reviews on baby bottles. And then Vince comes home and he's hanging out with the baby and I'm still looking at reviews on baby bottles. And he's like, so did you get the bottles? I'm like, well, hold on. I need to read a few more reviews. I've only read like 700. I need to read at least like 800 of the 3,033 before I make a decision. And I would literally like put things in my cart and be like, okay, I'm going to put this in my cart, but I need to think about it a little more before I commit to it. Literally things like baby bottles and bibs. This happened with bibs. I specifically remember like getting the baby Bjorn bibs and being like, I hope I got the best ones. Bibs, you guys, bibs. (laughs) So analysis paralysis can be really crippling. And who has time in their day to spend like three hours deciding which baby bibs to get? Like just throw a dish towel around your kid for God's sake. So analysis paralysis is like where an indecisive person becomes crippled and nothing moves forward. You just stay in one place. And it's okay to have a little bit of that with a really big decision. Like it's one thing where we're talking about like what we're going to do if we have frozen embryos after IVF. It's totally different when you're obsessing over which baby bibs to get. So you have to really catch yourself. If you're someone who's really stuck in analysis paralysis, keep listening because I have some tips for you. The other thing about being an indecisive person is often you give yourself unlimited time to make decisions. So this is what I did with the Amazon card. I'd like put things in the cart and be like, I'm just going to think about that for a while. I'm going to think about like which bibs are really the best bibs. Like we really need to sleep on that. But apparently I thought I did. So you decide that like, I'm not going to make a decision quite yet. I'm going to put it off. So what happens when you hold off on decisions like that with many decisions in your life, there's this compounding effect of like, There's so many decisions hanging over my head. This has happened to me recently with this copy for my website that I was talking about. Like I knew I had to make all these decisions about this new website and it's been hanging over me for a long time. In conjunction with that were other decisions with the gym, other decisions with the podcast. And so every time I add something else to the plate where I'm just like, I'm just going to think about that for a little while, it weighs on me. And these are the things like I don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, I need to worry about the new gym website. But I do wake up in the middle of the night thinking like, oh my gosh, I have like 47 things to do tomorrow because I've kept 47 things on my to-do list because I haven't just made a decision about most of them to move on and move forward to actually like be able to cross them off. So it's really important that you don't give yourself unlimited time to make a decision. The other problem of being indecisive is identifying as someone who can never make a decision. I put that in quotes. I can just never make a decision. Or other people might say this about you. Your partner might say like, oh yeah, she can never make a decision. She's really not going to make any decisions. She really totally gets stuck. So I already talked a little bit about that. When you get caught up in that identity, that only cripples your ability to get out of that identity. So that can be really dangerous because you continue to be that person. I know many people who have done kitchen remodels or basement remodels or whatever, and they're like, oh yeah, and I'm like really bad at making decisions. You're really bad at making decisions probably because you tell yourself you're really bad at making decisions. I know that's why I have a hard time making decisions because I'll tell myself that. I'll tell myself like, oh, I need to read some more reviews and like decision-making is not my forte. And I literally said this to my copywriter today with the gym website. I was like, I've been putting this off because I knew that there was 30 decisions involved. And I was like, when do I have time to sit down and make 30 decisions? Like, I'm really bad at this. So you have to talk yourself out of that identity. 
And then the final problem of being indecisive or being an indecision maker is that you're wasting all this time and energy that could be spent on the new decision that you made and progressing in that area of your life. So for example, if I had made these 30 decisions about this gym website a month ago, the gym website, first of all, would be live. So I probably would have some great new members who would love my beautiful new website. And I would be like 10 steps down the road with like changing, you know, fine tuning things, changing out a couple pictures or videos or whatever. Instead, I've wasted a month of progress, time that could have been used actually like using the new website to my advantage time that could have been used thinking about other things, worrying about other things rather than having this hanging over me. And so I wasted time and energy because I let this indecision about this stuff for the gym website hang over me for over a month. So those are the problems of the indecision maker or the problems of being indecisive. So if you know someone, this might pertain to you, but this might also pertain to someone else that you know. So if you know someone else who struggles with indecision, make sure you share this episode with them. So you can go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 115, and you'll be able to get a link to this episode and you can share it out for all the people in your life who might be a little indecisive. So let's talk about solutions. So solutions. Now that I've made you feel bad about being indecisive, I hope I didn't make you feel bad. That was not my intention. My intention was to shine a little light. Like I said, I can relate to all this. I've given you some good examples of my own crippling indecision. So solutions for being indecisive, set a time limit. So this might be that you set a time limit on goals where like every time you write something down on a sheet of paper, like on a to-do list, you put a date next to it. Like it has to be done by this date. So this might be something simple, like make dentist appointment for the kiddos and put like Monday, April 3rd, or it might be something bigger, like decide on, you know, family vacation by whatever date or decide on work promotion by whatever date, like it can be whatever, but always assigning a date to things can be really, really helpful. What happens with that is that you set a time limit. And so then you have to make a decision by this certain date and you don't allow yourself to be stuck and just sit in one place of inaction. Another way that this works is something like at a restaurant, if you have a hard time making decisions at a restaurant or at the grocery store. So I used to really struggle with label reading. And this is actually before I had Vinny, which I think is really interesting. Before I had Vinny, I would get analysis paralysis in the grocery store because I'd like be looking at ingredients on a label and be like, well, I don't know, like, is that organic? And is it non-GMO? And is it a whole food? And do I recognize this ingredient? And does it have protein in it? And how much sugar? And it would take me forever to buy things because I'd be so obsessed with like every single bit of nutritional information. It's funny because I think most people get more that way after they have kids, which I think is great to be a really conscious consumer of food and how you fuel your child. I've gotten to be less this way. So I've decided that I'm not going to let good be the enemy of perfect. And so where I used to be like, oh my God, it has to be organic and everything has to be organic and it has to be non-GMO and it has to be locally sourced and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who has time? Like who has time? So we eat organic like probably 80% of the time, but sometimes my kid eats the non-organic meat. It just happens and we're all going to be okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't let good be the enemy imperfect when it comes to food. So I have gotten really fast at grocery store stuff because shopping with a child will make you get really fast with grocery store shopping. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers which is what we have take no installation or plumbing and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options they even have wi-fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options so I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue and here's the thing I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean, it feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. So I don't get stuck on labels anymore. But if you're someone who's like that, tell yourself like, I'm allowing myself like 10 seconds per label, or I'm allowing myself, you know, 20 minutes at the store total. At a restaurant, like look at a menu online before you go, like 10 minutes before you leave the house, be like, okay, I'm looking at the menu online. I have 10 minutes, quickly make your decision. You get to the restaurant and you're like, okay, this is what I'm getting. Like, don't be the annoying friend that tells the waiter or waitress to come back like seven times. We're not quite ready. Could you just come back in three more minutes? But like everyone at the table is ready to order except for you. Or you can be like me and be like, can you get everyone else's order first and then get to me last? That's a great way to set a timeline, by the way. (laughs) Everyone else places the order, which gives you like an extra couple minutes. And then you're like, okay, now I've made my decision. Now everyone else. This usually happens to me because I'm the one talking. Not shocking, right? I'm the one talking. So I take forever to make my decision on ordering because I'm too busy talking. I know. I know we're all shocked by this bit of information. So, okay. Another solution for changing your identity is to really start identifying and talking about yourself internally as I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. And this literally is like a mantra. I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. Like as you're walking through the grocery store, I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. As you're reading the menu, I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. When you are on Amazon deciding over which bibs to get your child, I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. Because most of the decisions are not nearly as critical as you think they are. So I make decisions quickly and they serve me well. You just say that over and over and over because that's what it takes to re-identify yourself. And so I have this with exercise. Like people ask me about getting up and exercising first thing in the morning. And I've done it for years and years and years now. And I'm like, it's kind of like my middle name. Like I'm Sarah Marie Sutherland Dean. I work out at 6 a.m. six days a week. Like it's just, okay, five days a week. Saturdays, it's a little later. But I work out first thing in the morning, six days a week. Like I don't even think about it because I've told myself this is what I do for so long. There's like, it doesn't even enter my mind to not do it. And so if you start telling yourself, I make decisions quickly and they serve me well, you will start making decisions a lot more quickly. And the thing is, you'll make the right decisions because regardless of whether you choose A or B, you will see the pros in it. You will see that like, oh, these are the great things that are going to happen now because I chose 
route A over route B. And then as those things happen, you're like, oh, wow, see, I made a decision quickly and it served me well. And actually option A is that better option because of X, Y, Z. And you know what? If you made this decision B, you would do the exact same thing, but you would be identifying as like, once you make a decision, you move forward, you make that decision serve you well, you find the positives in that decision and you make that decision work the best for you. So that is super empowering. Do you see how empowering all of that is compared to identifying as someone who doesn't make decisions well or being indecisive. We talked at the very beginning about how disempowering that is. So if instead of deciding between option A and option B, you just say, I don't know, I'm just really indecisive and I can't decide. That's totally different than like, I'm going with A. A is great because of these three items. And then as you're actually experiencing those three things, you're like, wow, look at, I did this decision. I made this decision and it's been great for these three reasons. And now there's movement in this direction and momentum in this area of my life because of these three decisions. And wow, like I made that decision and it's really serving me well. And you will continue making decisions along path A because of that. Now, if things like go completely sideways and haywire and upside down, you can always go back. So you can go back or you can pivot and like, oh, wow, like that did not go as planned at all. But cool, because I learned some things. And now I'm going to like pivot over here to like, a.1 or A.2 or whatever. Like I'm going to take this little detour off of route A toward, you know, A.1 or number two or whatever. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So the next part of this is that you stop saying, I don't know. And you start saying, I've almost decided I'll know by blank. So when I was sent this web copy, the woman who sent it to me, Rebecca, was like, just let me know when you're ready to talk. She's like, go ahead and look this over, make comments on things, and then let me know when you're ready to talk about it. So I started out by replying with, sure, cool, thanks. This looks great. Because that obligated me to nothing. That gave me no timeline to make decisions. I finally had to say to her after a month of making not one decision and not even completely looking over the information, I finally had to say, I'm going to look this over this week and I need to make an appointment with you to review it so that I hold myself accountable to that. So that was at the beginning of last week that we talked about that. We set the date to talk today. So then I was like, okay, great. I've almost completed going through the information and I'll have everything ready by Friday at 1130. I hadn't even started going through the information, by the way, when I told her that. So what I had to do though was instead of saying like, this looks great. I'll get back to you, which would be a version of I don't know. Instead, I'm saying I've almost decided and I'll know by blank. My version of that for this specific example was I'm working on it right now and I'll be done by Friday at 1130 when we have this phone call. So don't say I don't know and don't leave it open ended. Have a timeline and a commitment made so that you have to get these things done. You have to have them finalized. This is where it's great to have accountability partners or great to have even like your spouse or anyone in your life to help you with these decisions. So like anything, if you're looking to join a gym, like tell me if this has happened to you. You're like, I'm going to find like the best gym for the best price with the best amenities. And then you spend like six months researching it. That's six months you could have been working out. Like you could have lost like 20 pounds in that six months, but instead you're still reading reviews on Yelp. And so if you know, you want to do something, tell people at your office, like, yeah, like I'm going to join a gym this week. Tell your spouse, I'm joining a gym. Tell your kids, like, mama's going to join a gym. Mama's going to start working out. Mama's going to boot camp tomorrow. I don't know which boot camp, but I'm making a decision by tomorrow. So tell people that you're doing things by a certain date. Give yourself those deadlines because that will make you be decisive. And then you're creating movement and action and momentum in your life, which is very, very powerful. Lastly is you want to identify as being tenacious. So this is, I think, like the best of all of my solutions here. Identify as being tenacious and be loud and proud about your decisions. So know that you are a person who makes decisions and sticks with them and goes for it with everything you've got. This will be really key. So I see this all the time. This happens to me where like you're with a group of people and you're like, hey, where do we want to go for dinner tomorrow? Like you're maybe you're going for girls night and everyone's like, I don't know. Anywhere's good. And everyone just chimes in. I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Like no non-committal, whatever. Be the person in the group to be like, hey, I love whatever restaurant. Let's go there. I'll see if they have a reservation at seven because that's awesome practice for making decisions. <laughs> and also people love it when someone else is like on it. 
that's great. You're role modeling, but it's also really good practice for you. Also, if that's practice for you to be loud and proud, because you will start to identify then as someone who makes decisions when you're like, hey guys, I got this. Like, I'll go ahead and make the reservation. Hey guys, I'd love to make a recommendation. I love this restaurant. It's so fantastic. Or maybe you've never been there. Maybe it's awful. Who knows? But you could still say like, well, there's a new restaurant in my neighborhood. Let's check it out. I don't know if it's good or not. Or I've never been there, but I've heard good things. Like you don't have to take like the responsibility for like all of the decision. Sometimes it's okay to be like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but this is what I'm doing and I'm going for it. Because even that will improve your self-identity more than like, well, I don't know what to expect, so I'm not going to do anything. Because if you're a person who doesn't know what to expect and you never do anything, you're not a person who is going to probably accomplish the things you truly want to accomplish. So be the person who sometimes makes a decision based on the unknowns And then you figure it out as you go. I see this all the time in entrepreneurship where people are like, I'm really interested in this thing and I kind of want to make a business around it. I'm not really sure how it's going to go. So I'm going to like test it out and see if people bite. So like we call it throwing S-H-I-T on a wall to see what sticks. So I'm keeping it PG for you guys. So you throw stuff on a wall and you see what sticks. So you're like, hey guys, like I don't really, and I've done this at the gym before. Like I did this last year. Would anyone be interested in a 12 day challenge? So we did this 12 day challenge called 12 day takeoff. And people were like, I'm not gonna have any sugar, no alcohol, nothing for 12 days. So I put it up on the Facebook group. Okay, I could have spent three months being like, should it be a seven day challenge or a 12 day challenge or a two month challenge or a one month challenge? But instead I just said, hey, would anyone be up for a 12 day challenge? And people were like, yeah, let's do this. And that, you know, like people were all excited about it. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll put it together. That made me make a decision because I put it out there. People replied. So then I had to follow through and I got feedback on it right away. Like people actually wanted it. That was really helpful to me. So don't be afraid to like throw things out there to be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Like any feedback? Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Or hey, guys, I'm thinking about A or B. Like, do you have any feedback for me? And then they're going to be like, hey, so whatever happened with that decision, you were deciding between A and B. What did you do with that? And then you're like, oh, so I tried A. It turned out to be amazing. Obviously the right choice. And even if B would have turned out amazing too, it's okay to like really embrace A because the cool thing about like choosing between multiple decisions is that the reality is you can make any result be the most amazing result. You just have to choose to look at it that way. So for us, you know, I could say like, yeah, you know, we shouldn't have done IVF. It was really stressful. It cost a lot of money. It was painful. It took so much time and we didn't get anything out of it. Like 100% that could be my attitude, right? Instead, I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm so glad I did that. I learned so much. Over time has confirmed that this was like, for us, it doesn't make sense to have another child, or at least not naturally. Like maybe at some point we'll be like foster adoption, whatever. But like for us to have a biological child just does not make sense. So it confirmed that for me based on all the lab work and blood work and everything I had to go through and all my bad eggs, as I joke about, that I basically have no good eggs left. So we learned that. So like I learned all these really valuable things. I also learned that what that whole process is like. Like I know what that's like now. I can talk to other moms who've been through that and understand it on a very intimate level. So I 100% feel like we made the best choice by trying to do IVF, even though the odds were very stacked against us from the beginning. And even though we were told like, you're not awesome candidates for this for a variety of reasons. We still decided to go like we had to choose between A and B. Like, are you going to do it? You're not going to do it. And then within the decision to do it, we had to make a ton of decisions. All the decisions that we made within the decision to do it, I have no regrets about. I could say like at one point they wanted to do three rounds of egg retrievals with me. And I said, no, I'm doing one. I will do one round of egg retrievals and see what happens. I could easily look back and be like, you know what? If we did three rounds, there's a way better chance that I would be pregnant right now and be due with a baby in June or July. But I have no regrets that we just did the one. Like, and even when we got done with the whole thing, the doctor was like, you know, we could just go ahead and do another round, another full round, like do another round of retrievals and fertilizations and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, like, I don't think I want to do that. So it was clear to me that like everything that we did, we made the decisions that were right for us. And I very much have been aware of like capitalizing on the positive attributes of those decisions, like the things that I learned, the things that brought value to our life, the things we've been able to recognize because of the decisions that we made. So sure, I could go back and say like, oh, we should have taken the other route. We should have gone done it this way instead. Like I could totally do that and like 
analyze that to death and beat it to death and be upset about the decisions that we made, but that doesn't benefit anyone. So instead, I'm very much choosing to be like, these are the decisions we made and these are why these were the best decisions for our family or the best decisions for me and my body. And so what happens when you decide between A and B or A, B and C, whatever the case may be, when you make those decisions, you immediately are in a powerful place to determine this is the best decision for us and this is why it's the best decision and have some strength and some fortitude around that. And that is very, very empowering. And then you will continue to make decisions in that vein in other areas of your life where you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm going for it. Or this is why I'm not going for it. And this is why that's okay. All right. So are we all done being indecisive now? Cool. Great. <laughs> so I hope this episode was really helpful. Please do share this episode. You can go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 115 to share this episode that will give you the direct link, or you can go to Facebook or Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy and share from those platforms because the episodes will be posted up there as well. We always post. Know that we have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So if this is your first time listening, come back again on Wednesday. We have a fantastic interview on Wednesday. I'm really excited about it. I'm interviewing Jill Simonian, who is a super fun mom. She's an author. She has a new book coming out. She's also a TV personality. And just like the second we got on this interview, I was like, I love this woman. And I totally want to like hang out with her. She's really, really cool. So you're going to love the interview on Wednesday. So make sure to tune in for that. And you can get notified as soon as the episode goes live if you subscribe. So go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That takes you into iTunes and you just hit the little subscribe button. And then as soon as our episodes go live, they're immediately downloaded to your device. So you have immediate access to them, which is the best easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode of the Shameless Mom Academy. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for spending time. If you haven't already emailed me at info at shamelessmom.com to get on the Shameless Mommy Mastermind interest list, do that now. I'll sit and wait. Info at shamelessmom.com and have a fantastic day. I hope no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.